Oh, no one ever thinks about the crew below the decks. They're drinking and they're partying and having lots of sex. They cook and clean and serve the rich with a smile all day. But when the richies leave the ship, the yachties get to play. yo ho This episode is brought to you by Snapple. Welcome to the Snapple Market Auditory Experience. Close your eyes. Imagine you're walking into your neighborhood store. You make your way to the back and reach for your favorite Snapple flavor. You can't wait. You take a sip. Whoa, that's a lot of flavor. Mmm. What flavor are you holding? Now open your eyes and check out Snapple.com to find ridiculously flavorful Snapple near you. Hey, gang. Welcome back to another Gangplank Report. It is time for the OG with KG, comedian and raconteur, Kathy Gilmore. Hey, Kath. Hello. How's it going? It's going good. Sometimes I like to make people break out their Google, like raconteur. Raconteur. I know. I was like, that's an interesting descriptor. I'll take it. <laughs> well, it's anybody who it. can tell a funny or witty anecdote. <laughs> and that's you, girl. Yeah. There you go. <laughs> Wasn't me last week, apparently. <laughs> I was all up in my feelings about everything last week. <laughs> it happens sometimes with the yeah, show. I know, right? Our dreams came true this week. Our though. dreams came true. <laughs> Camille was finally fired after 1400 episodes. <laughs> the tale has finally come to a conclusion, although looks like there's going to be an epilogue. Yeah. <laughs> I'm guessing next week. <laughs> yeah, it's like reverse Jaws. Instead of you thought yeah. it was safe to go back in the water, you thought exactly. it was safe to go on land. <laughs> yep, not so much. Yeah, so Camille left in, I don't know, you got to give her credit. She left in Camille-like fashion. <laughs> Gives zero Fs and doesn't understand what went wrong. Right. And it just made me laugh because she was so surprised and she had no idea and didn't understand why. I don't know. I wish I was that clueless about things in life. <laughs> that must make things a lot easier for you. It's one of those things where you have like this opinion about somebody and they don't see how everybody else sees them. Mm -hmm. So then I'm like, wait a minute, how do people see me? <laughs> you know? like, have, have I been wrong? Yeah. <laughs> no. Have I been wrong this whole time? So that's like the level. I love how long it took her to get off the boat. Ugh, I hated that. <laughs> I say the word love, but like it's just, it was such a fitting end to Camille's journey. Yeah. I don't care. I don't care that you're getting the chart already. I got things to do. I've got department heads to confront. <laughs> yeah. Oh my God. When she confronted Rachel, this is why we love Rachel. That. <laughs> yeah. Oh my God. Yeah. Keep it moving. <laughs> I loved it. it yeah, so I worship her. That's the Rachel we love. Yep. You know, mm -hmm. we don't love the Rachel that takes 14 hours to deliver dinner. <laughs> There's a pregnant woman. Yep. Get that woman some food, girl. I don't know what's going on with that. But yeah, going back to Camille a little bit too. The tears. My God, the tears. <laughs> ben. Not just Ben, like Fraser. What the heck? 
it was more dramatic than Captain Lee leaving with a medical problem. It's not the end of the notebook, dude. You've known her for two weeks. <laughs> oh my God. Two weeks. And say you go by their whole thing where it's like every week is like a month. It's, it's like two months. <laughs> I mean, the greatest love story that nobody really saw, basically. <laughs> you banged her. You guys yeah. were banging. It was a boatman. It was going to end. Oh my God, buddy, get a hold of yourself. <laughs> it was crazy. It just was so far out of left field. I mean, I'd like to say that maybe we didn't see everything about their relationship, but quite unfortunately, we did. Yeah. <laughs> like, <laughs> you know, we saw way too much <laughs> and heard way too much. <laughs> yeah. So I don't know. I just thought that was hilarious. It was like the drama of it all, the drama. Yeah. And Fraser, like, holy smokes, guy. You can tell that this is his first person he's ever fired. Right. I have fired so many people in my day. And it's like, it's deserved. So it's not me, it's you. Yeah. <laughs> That's how that breakup's going. It's not me, it's entirely <laughs> you. So I just thought it was the hilarity of the over-dramatization of everybody's reactions was Agreed. just freaking hilarious to me. <laughs> and then unexpectedly, Alyssa all up in her feelings about it. I can't. She's not responsible for Camille leaving. She's not. Mm -mm. She is correct, I feel, in that from day one, Camille didn't want to be there. It was a contentious relationship. I don't think Alyssa is responsible for even all of that we've talked about that where like why was it always just up to Alyssa to manage Camille where was Fraser mm -hmm. but then for her to just be all dramatic about it again sweetie pie the drama left we're not looking to fill that void just move on mm -hmm. and we're gonna see how strong she actually is now that Camille's gone I agree. Right? That's what happens. You got to be careful what you wish for, people, because then other cracks start to show. <laughs> right? You don't have that super negative comparison to contrast yourself with. Right. Yep. Yeah. I do think Alyssa's a good worker. So I, do. I don't think that's going to be like totally bad or whatever. But we'll see. Again, that mid-season preview, that was something. Mm -hmm. And then let's talk about Sandy. It's funny because I don't talk about Lee this much, although we're going to talk about him later. <laughs> Sandy kind of redeemed herself a bit in my eyes, which is a little ironic given what we're going to talk about in a bit. The only thing I felt about the firing was why isn't her direct supervisor in the wheelhouse? Like, why wasn't Fraser there as well? Mm -hmm. To fire somebody like one-on-one, -on -one, A, just human resources wise, you should have somebody else there. And that's what Lee always does, right? Or most of the time, he usually brings somebody else in to as a witness. Mm -hmm. So I just thought that was a little weird, but... Overall, Sandy kind of redeemed herself. I thought it was really sweet that she gave Ben comfort. <laughs> like, so like, awkward. That was so, she was like, what the heck? <laughs> I just thought that was hilarious. And then I respect Sandy's dedication to matching. Okay. I'm a big matcher. I always leave the house matching. 
It's not like matchy match, but I leave the house matching. And, you know, I noticed as soon as she got on board, her blue watch band that matched her shirt and, Mm -hmm. you know, the white capri pants. I just wanted to give her some props for the matching (laughs) a little bit there. And then I was all team Sandy on that British twat that was trying to make her move the boat. (laughs) Oh my gosh. He was a twat waffle. I could not. He was so condescending, like the syrupy kind. Condescending. Yeah. Yeah. Mm -hmm. And okay. She got there second. From what I understood, she got there second. So if there was a problem, maybe she should move. She dropped anchor like right next to them like that i thought that was a little weird but i know that particular spot right with the mountain is probably pretty crowded Mm -hmm. anyway but i totally respect her holding her ground a lot of people would have caved i agree she bossed up yeah it was four knots the guy was exactly he was just being a dick yeah and i love the fact that she was like yeah we're not going anywhere buddy (laughs) like i was like yeah sandy so she had like a whole arc for me this one episode the beginning of the episode was the things i don't like about her and then by the end i was like okay this is the sandy that had her little redemption season on the last med Mm -hmm. okay i like this woman again i have such like this relationship with this woman complicated that she doesn't even know (laughs) i know (laughs) i was thinking about that today in my head i'm thinking it's not personal i don't even know her yeah but it is personal (laughs) my god it is a little bit and the biggest bomb of the episode holy shnikes ross and elizabeth i know (laughs) holy moly this tells me even more about ross that i didn't want to know that they were together (laughs) off and on for like four years like what i mean that just blew my mind and kind of like well no wonder he's whoring around now (laughs) that stage five clinger remember she wanted to like marry james Mm -hmm. and she apparently likes a british dude so i don't know watch out brits i think elizabeth's (laughs) trying for a green card or whatever they call it over there so yeah that blew my mind that piece of info drop on the end so i thought that was great yeah so yeah i thought the mid-season preview was great Mm -hmm. gave us a lot to look forward to gave us a lot of drama we're not gonna like (laughs) probably right so you know as a podcaster i appreciate that yes what did you think we didn't talk about the dinner you touched on it a little bit but then we dove back into camille A lot of people were being critical of Sandy for criticizing Rachel and then having the talk with Rachel. What do you think about that? I think for one time only again, I kind of side with Sandy on this whole situation. She was having dinner with them and yeah, like Sandy does tend to be like overly involved, but I don't think that was the case this time. I think that maybe is because they were down a stew that Fraser wasn't being as present up there to roll things along. They can't buy time with shots with that group since the primary doesn't drink and the other primary is pregnant. Right. I saw some of that where people were, oh my God, Sandy. I think it was the one time she was right to say something. Yeah. And Rachel took that feedback really well. Mm-hmm. She's right. I gotta make things move quicker. This was like the third four-hour dinner service that Sandy knew about. Right. So 
yeah, it's time to say something to her. Rachel's clearly got some weird thing going on this season. Yeah. Yeah. I get why people were like, well, it seems like Kiko all over again, but it's not. There was an actual issue and she witnessed it. So she was going to address it. And Sandy is Rachel's superior, the only one. Right. What do you think? A lot of people were criticizing her and saying Rachel's the best chef that's ever been on Below Deck. And that's subjective. That's totally subjective. We don't even taste the food. Exactly. But I understand what they're saying because she does have Lee's stamp of imprimatur that she's the best chef he's ever worked with. Right. But we know that Sandy and Lee aren't the same. Right. They're opposite ends of the spectrum as far as captaining styles. Yeah. So I feel like Sandy is majorly involved with making sure the guests have the best experience right that's her focus right and if she's got to light a fire under you she's gonna do right it. whereas lee trusts the people he hires and lets it go more i think i mean yes i agree with all that i think one of lee's failings i believe as a captain is how little attention he pays to what's going on in the interior Mm -hmm. he's only slightly more involved with the exterior so mm -hmm. yes he's got department heads but then there's also such a thing as being too uninvolved like there's definitely something in between sandy and lee <laughs> and it's called glenn and it's carrie. glenn and carrie <laughs> yeah definitely glenn and carrie yeah so i see where people aren't going to give her the benefit of the doubt right because she's yeah. kind of already blown that for people well she hasn't garnered much favor no. i mean she's won back some people based on this past season of below deck Men. yep and i'm one of them i was anti-sandy for a long mm -hmm. long time yeah and i was the exact same yeah. and i saw the growth yep and i will give credit for growth i don't stand anybody in the reality universe and I think that that's where Twitter is Stan's world. If you say anything negative about somebody's favorite, yeah. a lot of times you're going to get heat. Yeah, like how there's no, there's no nuance on Twitter, right? Mm -hmm. It's all exact and absolutes. And that's just simply not how life goes. And last night was a prime example of that. Yeah, why don't you sum up the Lee situation on Twitter last night? Okay, for people who were not live tweeting, I wasn't live tweeting, I was live reading. Mm -hmm. And Lee had made the comment that he had been called after Camille was fired and not before. And that was his tweet and people were commenting underneath. And I didn't have a problem with that. That's a fact-based, this is what happened, you know? Mm -hmm. So I didn't have any problem with his stating that I would not have had a problem even still if that was misinterpreted and he went to clarify with an additional tweet. Mm -hmm. But I saw personally over 30 quote tweets on the same subject and it escalated. It started off as this is just fact. And then it went to a little bit of, well, this is what I would have done. And then it became, it was a matter of respect among captains, mm -hmm. implying that Sandy was disrespectful. Right. This is where he lost me. I feel like if this were an everyday yachting situation and it was two captains 
one had to leave the boat for a medical reason or whatever reason, and they had someone come in, I absolutely believe that they would communicate prior to firing someone. This, however, is not that. This is a case where it's being filmed for reality television. You have production involved. You have casting involved. There are a lot more cogs in this wheel than just two people. And there are a lot of ways that it could have gotten back to Lee. It didn't have to be Sandy specifically. And I don't know that all the rules that apply in day-to-day yachting apply in this scenario. Would it have been nice for her to do that ahead of time? Sure. I don't think it was worth dragging her on social media for. And y'all know I'm not a stan of Sandy's by any means, but it seemed ungrateful. I feel the intent was her as a fill-in captain with Lee coming back, okay? That was the intent of her placement on that boat. She was a fill-in captain while Lee handles his medical situation is coming back. I feel personally that in this instance, yeah, she probably could have reached out to him and giving him a heads up. Like, hey, Camille's gotten much worse and I need to let her go. I feel that Lee didn't seem to give her much of a rundown on the crew to begin with at the changeover that we saw anyway. And Sandy was well within her rights to make any sort of decision about that crew without consultation with him but yeah could it have been I agree with you like yeah that a professional courtesy where she was a temporary captain maybe would have been called for as far as him on Twitter he has every right to like have an opinion on it and keep hammering at home just as we have every right not to particularly enjoy that just because the precedent that has been set on this franchise is none of the captains talk crap about each other but I don't know Lee is the original he feels some type of way he's okay to express it do I agree with you it was excessive sure sure it was but at the same time I don't know why shouldn't he say something about it if that's how he feels If he's feeling butthurt, why not express it? And I didn't think that he shouldn't say it. I even said that, that I had no problem with him saying it or even expounding on it. I do feel like it got excessive and it came off as ungrateful. This is two seasons in a row now that he has copped tood with the people who have replaced him. He did it with Sean, and now he's doing it with Sandy. Oh, right, right. Sorry, I forgot about Sean. Sean wasn't there for that (laughs) long. Yeah, no, you're right. You're right. He did. But he came in last minute. He had to rearrange his life to do what they asked him to do. Sandy had to do the same thing. She'd already filmed her season. You know, she's off living her life with Leah. Yeah, but let's not these I'm people wanted like it was a, yeah. that they're not that they're doing it for free i'm not yeah. acting like that but it's still an inconvenience to bravo's production team to have to scramble and do this and it is something that somebody else has to rearrange their life to do yes they can say no right. to it but she didn't she came in he needed somebody yeah. to cover and it worked out and it just seems ungrateful to me well, i don't know And people don't have to agree. Yeah. I mean, it's not that I don't see your point in it. I just, 
I just don't think it's that big of a deal. I don't know. I think there's a tendency. We love Twitter and we love those followers, but people have very strong opinions about things, which is one of the reasons we like it. But one of the reasons we kind of get tired of it sometimes is like, that's just your opinion. You can have an opinion that doesn't mean it's fact. And that seems to be what was going through that stuff last night. Right. We can all agree it was excessive, probably, (laughs) you know? Yeah. And I'm not saying he's been great. He's historically been very great about interacting with the fans and we love it. I follow him. He follows me. I don't have anything against the dude. Right. I've just become prone to being as objective as I can and trying to see, like you said, seeing the nuance, seeing the gray and going from there so it just hit me funny Mm -hmm. so other than that i would just recommend that if you want cooking lessons get that from rachel do not take twitter lessons from rachel (laughs) (laughs) oh yeah right (laughs) that's my summary there for free advice for captain lee yeah All right. Well, we have harped on this enough. It was just a big topic. Lots of people have been talking about it. So we needed to address it. But overall, I am thrilled Camille is gone. I'm glad that we're done. Yes. With that part, at least, except for the night out. (laughs) That we know is coming. Yeah, but it looks like he's got another honey coming on board. And all of a sudden, Camille's going to be in the rear view real quick. That's because it was a boat, man. You stupid boy. exactly well thank you as always i adore you be sure to give kathy a follow on facebook instagram twitter and now i've heard on tiktok, TikTok. Well, you little hipster oh you. god it's awful <laughs> she is the gilmore girl and that is g-i-l-m-o-u-r thank you and we will catch you next week for episode 10 can't believe we're halfway through (laughs) already i know (laughs) all right take care we'll talk to you soon bye bye When you need mealtime inspiration, it's worth Shopping Kroger, where you'll find over 30,000 mouth-watering choices that excite your inner foodie. And no matter what tasty choice you make, you'll enjoy our everyday low prices, plus extra ways to save, like digital coupons worth over $600 each week. You can also save up to $1 off per gallon at the pump with fuel points. More savings and more inspiring flavors make Shopping Kroger worth it every time. Kroger, fresh for everyone. Fuel restrictions apply. Hey guys, welcome back to another Gangplank Report. We are talking about Below Deck Adventure Season 1, Episode 12, which Bravo decided to call Crazy Rich Charter Guests, which aren't they all? And we've decided to call it Kindergarten Cap. And here is Jen for your rapid recap. The guests, Nathan and Oriana, go on a gorgeous horseback riding adventure. Jess makes a full lunch without hearing from Faye and then gets upset that she had to scrap it. Faye was right about the guests being hungry and they aren't happy arriving to finger snacks and a Bloody Mary station. Carrie plays kindergarten cap and hangs out in the galley to keep Jess and Faye from fighting. Nathan is the king of fun again at the silent disco. Between screwing up the fenders and napping on the job, golden boy Seth is losing his shine. The new charter guest's hunger for fashion causes a dinner delay that sets Jess off again. 
Carrie correcting Jess only causes her to spiral more, and she ends the night in tears. After a showdown with Carrie on the bridge the next morning, and with only one episode to go, we're left wondering if the show comes to a Jessless and more importantly, chefless end. And that's your rapid recap. Awesome. Thank you so much. Mm-hmm. I know it's towards the end of the episode, but I want to, I think it's important because I feel like it really starts at the beginning while it's been all season, but the Jess meltdown, right? It kind of is a running theme throughout the entire episode. Mm-hmm. And I feel like, you know, that's how we start the episode is by her having a mini meltdown on Faye even though Faye said to her, you know, you can come to this venue and you can cook and they'll love it and they'll get lunch. It's still crazy to me that they're eating lunch at 5.30 in the afternoon. Yeah. (laughs) That's just nutty to me. Mm -hmm. And dinner at 10 or 11. Right. But it's interesting that the way that this episode starts is basically the way that it ends with a mini meltdown to a severe, almost walking off the boat meltdown. Right. I was going to ask you, when it comes to the end of a season like that, and you're just not feeling it, have you had those moments where you just wanted to be like, screw it, I'm just leaving now? I have had thoughts in my head that doesn't mean I've audited it out loud. I've had some pretty crazy trips. I mean, even this summer, I had a crazy trip. And that is the first time in 16 years of professional yachting that I've ever walked off of a boat. Right. And it was that bad. And the chief stew and the chef that followed after me also walked off within 24 hours. That's how bad it was. They were rude and nasty and demeaning and nothing we could do made them happy. And the captain ended up turning the boat around and going back to the dock and ending the trip early because they were that awful. So out of 16 years of my life doing this, that's the first time I've ever walked off of a boat. And it's just because I refuse to be treated like that. Right. And everybody else felt the same way. So have I thought about it multiple times before that? Yes, absolutely. But here's the thing. Doing that would really put my crew in a bad spot. Right. And sometimes even those crew are people that I don't like very much, but I would never want to, first of all, leave the captain stranded because that's just rude. And how are they going to get somebody else? I mean, they could send them off for dinner to a restaurant or something like that if you're close enough to land to do it. But that's not really the point. You muscle through. Right. And I don't see anything that's that egregious or that bad that would warrant this kind of a response from her. Like, I understand she's tired and it's been a long season and it's a lot of stress and add the cameras to that. I've been there. I get it. But walking off the boat with two days left of a trip just doesn't make any sense to me. Right. And that's why I wanted to ask you, because I was trying to get her perspective on it and I can understand thinking it and I can understand feeling it. Short timing is very hard. When you know the end is coming, sometimes you just want to be done, but you do, you grind out, like Carrie said, and you power through it. And I was just curious. I wanted to give her some sympathy, but also I knew about the charter that you were talking about because we talked about that guest and he was horrible but I also know your work ethic that there's a time where you dig deep and you push yourself through and you always do that except for this guy and this guy was trying to make his name off of you and trying to publicize how rude he was on a yacht like it would get him looks 
followers attention yeah. Mm-hmm. yeah publicity it was very much a stunt right and it became very obvious within the first 24 hours that we were on that boat that that's what was happening and nobody on that crew wanted to be associated with that at all right it was a really over-the-top ridiculous situation and if it wasn't for that I would have stayed because I didn't want to put my friend who was a captain in a bad spot, but even he agreed with me. He's like, this situation is not going to improve. If you want to leave, leave. Yeah. So I understand her being exhausted. I understand that it's getting close to the end and she just wants to chuck it all. I will be extremely disappointed if she actually walks off. I know that they, in the previews, showed Mike and Seth shucking oysters, I think which gives the impression that she walks off. I don't know. There's NDAs involved. We have no spoilers, but I would be very disappointed if she did walk off. I was mad when Matt did it on med and he came back. I was mad when Rachel did it when she walked off the boat. I have a problem with not fulfilling your obligations unless it's something where you're in an abusive situation. And I think that she's being, I mean, it may be a harsh word, but I think she's the abuser in this situation. I think she's being a brat. Mm -hmm. And it's obvious from everybody that's around her that's, you know, like Carrie said, everybody has to walk on eggshells and that should not be the case. Right. Everybody's tired. Everybody's stressed out. Everybody's exhausted. You're not special. Right. And you notice that the time that he did spend in the galley, she was fine. So if you can behave yourself when authority is present, you should be able to behave yourself when it's not present. Right. She's making choices on how she deals with Faye. And it's not just Faye, because I did have somebody come back and say, this isn't Jess. This is Faye coming up with things for Jess to do when Jess is already overwhelmed. But it wasn't just with Faye that she's had these problems. She's snapped at Oriana before when things aren't going well for her whoever is in firing range is who gets shot and normally that's Faye because Faye's the chief but it hasn't been exclusively Faye correct and to be honest with you it's not like any of the things that are happening are out of bounds of what her job is I understand that her comfort zone is in the galley because that's where all the equipment is that she needs and all that good stuff but if the guests are asking for a certain type of experience it's your job to do it. Right. And we have talked about this before that beach parties are how we know God hates us. Right. They're one of my least favorite things to do ever because they're a pain in the ass, but it's part of the job and you know that going in. Mm-hmm. So if the guests say, Hey, we want a beach party, it makes me cringe and it makes me stress out a little bit because it's a lot more than what I like to do and I'm out of my comfort zone in the galley, but that's what they're asking for and that's what they're paying for. So that's what you have to do. Mm -hmm. I'm just, I'm disappointed with her lack of ability to cope. Mm -hmm. And I'm pretty sure I called it fairly early on in the season that all the Zen stuff she was doing with the yoga and all the rest of it just seemed like a put on to me. Yeah. The Zen did not last. I was wondering when it came to the family style I've always looked at the family style as a breather for a chef. Like when they do family style, it's much easier than having to plate. And she seemed to balk at that. Can you explain why that might be? Maybe it's just because it's not what she had in her head. But even sushi, when you do sushi, yes, you can plate it individually, but 
for something like that, so everybody can try a little bit of everything, it makes more sense to do it family style anyhow. Right. I know you don't eat sushi, so. No, I don't. But I mean, I understand the concept of sushi. I'm not totally out of it. <laughs> yes. But I mean, for a meal like that, it makes more sense to do it that way anyhow, because that way everybody gets a little bit of everything. Right. And yes, family style is a little bit of a breather for the chef. I think she's just so stuck in a mode where she thinks that everybody's trying to sabotage her job mm -hmm. that she's not even paying attention to the fact that like, oh, this will make my life easier. Great. Yeah. Here's another thing. She's complaining about the fact that, you know, she's having to wait so darn long to serve this meal to these people, this sushi meal to everybody, but it's all chilled. <laughs> That's a good point. I didn't even make that association. That's a very good point. I mean, as long as it's in the refrigerator hanging out, it's not like it's going to get any colder. Right. Just silly. With the lunch, her having started it before she heard from Faye and then just giving the whole thing to the crew to eat. Did that make sense to you? Would you do that same thing given the circumstance? No, I would wait for communication. Mm -hmm. We saw a little bit of communication going back and forth because obviously the captain knows what's going on. So maybe that was a little bit of a misstep, but it's not like she didn't know what their activity was and it would take a while. So she was just having a temper tantrum, really. Yeah. Is what it looked like to me. I didn't understand where the 530 came from that she thought and Faye said, I don't know, we'll see. I don't know where that time frame came from. And I went back and rewatched and I still couldn't figure it out. So I don't know why she had that time stuck in her head because they didn't even leave until three. So you have to get to the place, you have to go through the instruction mode and do the actual horseback ride. So I didn't understand how Jess thought that they were going to be back and seated at 530. I don't either. Yeah. I'll give her this. Perhaps it wasn't communicated to her in a way that works for her timing. Maybe Faye is a little more loose with when things are going to happen because there isn't a precise time that she can give. So maybe she keeps it too vague instead of giving a window of time. I would have to think that there's something. If not, then she's just kind of nuts. Yeah. That's the only thing I can think. Because none of this seems out of bounds for what we've been watching for over a decade. None of this was ridiculous requests. Guests have been late before. Asking for snacks isn't out of the realm of possibility. You want your guests happy. You want them fed and, like Faye said, not hangry. I don't know. I thought the guests were wonderful. They handled it all well. I mean, they made pokes, but warranted pokes. Like, this is all we get? Are we on a diet now? What? <laughs> but they still tipped very well at the end. And they do seem to like Jess's food. They were calling her the Beyonce of the galley, so they liked it. I mean, it was Wagyu again, go figure. I don't find her to be untalented. I don't think that it's necessarily super artistic or inspired. I don't find her to be untalented. I find her to be unhinged. <laughs> well played, my friend. Well played. <laughs> <laughs> Again, it's not like I haven't had some of those same thoughts, but it's about, like what Carrie said, it's about how you control yourself. Yeah, it is. And we will see next week what happens if she actually walks or if she just goes for a breather and then comes back and puts her head into it. But 
we need to get on to some of the other things that went on aside from Jess, although she was the majority of it. What did you think of Seth's rapid decline in competency? You know, I'm not surprised. He got what he wanted, which was, well, somewhat what he wanted, which was a title on the boat after being there for three days. And then he started slacking off right? immediately. Is it one of those like, do as I say, not as I do kind of things? Like mm-hmm. you want me to follow your direction, but while everybody else is out working, you're laying around. Who knows how much editing had to play with that, but it looked as though everyone else was running around doing things and he was just laying down. Yeah. It does look like that. It has, I mean, him going to bed early for anchor watch I don't know that we've ever seen someone get eight or nine hours of sleep before they go on Anchor Watch. I don't think that we've seen that before. So I really don't feel for him. He was just snapping at everybody. And when he caught, I'm not sure if it was Mike and Casey or Mike and Oriana talking about him, Mike basically put it out there. Like, why did you need this? And it seemed like it was more about being in a leadership position than anything else than about being an actual leader right because there were times where he would come across nathan and nathan was busy working Seth's like oh i feel it misting i'm gonna go and get a jacket and i'll be right out here with you when nathan's been working the whole time in the rain true he had a jacket but he's been working so i just don't quite see the star potential there as far as a star worker anyway well, you might as well just stop looking because even a microscope or binoculars is not going to help you. <laughs> yeah, it's frustrating. I mean, the fender thing, I could understand why Carrie was getting upset. It was blocking his view and he's getting ready to dock. There have been a lot of radio problems, but the radio doesn't have anything to do with him not realizing he has two fenders on the same side of the boat. They're not small. It's not like he could miss one of them. And then when they move the one over to starboard and he brings the other one to move it over to starboard, I'm just like, what are you even thinking? His head was just like completely not in it. Yeah, it didn't appear that way to me either. It's interesting, though, watching that because, I mean, I've spent a bunch of time out on deck as well. And sometimes things get missed in communication. And sometimes when you're panicked, you do things that don't make a lot of sense. Like you would like to think that your instinct kicks in and you do things on autopilot, but some people are not like that when they get a little bit of fluster going on. And maybe he's just one of those types of people. I don't know. I still feel like the deck teams feels disjointed. The interior team feels disjointed. At least it seems like Faye and Oriana and Casey are kind of in a groove now. Right. Where I didn't feel that most of the season. I agree. And I do feel like having the shortened season is affecting this because at this point on Below Deck OG, we just had episode nine this week and they're at the halfway point. They're showing the mid-season trailer. This is episode 12 and it's the second to the last episode. So I feel like it could have hit a stride at a point, but it was too chaotic to get there with having to fire Kyle right off the bat and having to be down a man for as many charters until they got Seth. I think it was hard to get a stride in a 13 episode time frame. Hmm. Do you disagree? No, I don't disagree with you. 
I think it's just, while the extended episode makes sense, I'm wondering if next week's finale is going to be extended too, because they still have, what, two days left of this charter, plus the wrap-up dinner? Supposedly, yep. We haven't seen a lot of the crew stuff, so maybe they're not going to do a wrap-up dinner. It's not like we've seen them on Nights Out. We did get to see this episode, Lewis and Oriana go on a date for drinks, but we really don't see them out as a group very often. So there might not be an ending group dinner. I feel like they have to, unless this production company really has never paid attention to the show. And that could be. They could be just trying something different and make it more about the adventures and the crew drama that's on the boat is what they're focusing on. It could be a lot of things. Any first season is experimental. So I'm not bagging on anybody who's not thrilled with it. I've had people tease me about it online saying that they can't watch it. I enjoy it. I like it very much. I'd love to see it come back. I don't know if it will, but I'd love to see something focused like this in a different climate than what we're used to seeing and with the adventure aspect to it. I think they could tweak this and have a good series. I agree with you. I would like that very much as well. I think there's a couple people from this season that I would definitely want to see again. Mm-hmm. I think other than that, it probably needs a pretty decent shakeup. Right. It's not even inside baseball because there was an article about it in Chi about how Lee was shading this franchise and saying that nobody called him to get advice about how to run this show and he hasn't even watched it right to know anything about it which i think is really interesting like why would you diss another franchise that you have nothing to do with just because nobody called you to ask you for your advice it seemed interesting yeah kathy and i spoke yesterday about his sandy rants on twitter too he just might be in a funk i don't know it is mind-boggling to me i don't talk out of my rear on anything if i don't know something about it i'll ask a person who knows or i don't talk about the subject or i'll say i don't know this is what it might be but for him to not even have watched it and to be criticizing it you sent me that article and i was like what the heck why would they call him he's not production yeah he's talent right i don't don't get me started I already went on a rant yesterday. I don't need to go on another one. Everybody's going to be like, turn in the podcast off. (laughs) But wrapping up here, I do want to give props to Nathan. He is just sunshine. He was so great with them on the horseback riding. Oriana was great too. I'm not taking anything away from her. But then at the silent disco, he just has a really great personality that works well with guest service. And He's just so good at it. I would love to see him again. If they don't continue adventure, I would hope they would bring him to one of the other franchises because he's just everything. I know you know more about this aspect of things than I do. When do they usually announce like the shows that they're picking back up kind of thing? The upfronts are usually in September. So it would be a long time before we would hear anything official for the next season. It's, I want to say it's the end of August, or early September, but I'm pretty sure it's September. But they would have started filming by then. They would have especially... filmed already. Mm-hmm. Yeah. Yeah. Okay. With Norway season, it would have filmed last summer, I would think. This season, 
of OG that we're watching right now was filmed last February and March. Right, right, right. So we're a year out. And we know from learning about when the adventure series was filming that this is over a year ago. Right. I don't know. I would think we would hear something about it. I've heard that Below Deck Down Under did film a second season. So I haven't heard that same buzz. About this. Right. Okay. But the timing's different on it, though, because Down Under came out before the season started, the yachting season. It came out to where they could film it if it went well. This came out in the winter. It's not like you can go back up to Norway and say, oh, this is doing well in October. Let's go film. That's not going to happen. Right. That makes sense to me. Yeah. Hmm. We'll see. Maybe they'll pick a different spot for it. Maybe they're just being super secret undercover. I don't know. But I am hopeful to see it continue to be part of the family or at least some of the people on it. Yeah, for sure. I would definitely like to see that as well. I will hope that there was enough of a fan base for this because it's something so different. Mm -hmm. Because I feel like all the rest of them are pretty similar. I mean, sailing is different in that it's sailing. Right. And that's done well all on its own, even though it's not exactly the same format as being on an upright boat. But it's done fantastic all on its own Mm -hmm. so i'm hopeful that this can grow legs and do that as well right yep and like we talked about last time everything in its freshman season is a risk especially starting with a new production company there are things to tweak and you never know sometimes you get the right captain and you don't get the right cast like you did with captain glenn sometimes it's the other way around like happened with met but we'll have to see what happens I have enjoyed it. I'm sad that it's already ending because I've been having fun getting to know these people and I feel like I'm just finally figuring them out and it's time to say goodbye already. Yeah, it's a little strange that it's such a short season. Mm -hmm. I wish we had more time. Well, we can't be too sad. We have one more episode left that we get to enjoy next week. I'm excited for that. And we thank you all for listening. Catch us next week. We will have the OG with KG episode 10 and the Below Deck Adventure season finale episode 13. Thanks, everybody. Bye. Bye. Special thanks to our friends who helped us create Gangplank Report. Down below music and lyrics by Angel Twitter Frail and Terry Abbott. Performed by Lorelei of Florida. Production assistance by Michael Castaneda. OG with KG, contributor Kathy Gilmore. Now, walk the plank, you scallywags, so I can have me a clap of thunder. Bravo!